Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. From Variety, I'm Michael Schneider. Thank you for being a friend. The Golden Girls remains one of the most beloved sitcoms of all time. For Broad City creators and stars Abby Jacobson and Alana Glazer, it was more than just a funny show. It was also an inspiration. Both of them have been binging classic episodes recently and were very impressed by how much the show still holds up today, 35 years later. And yes, they had even forgotten about how wonderfully risque the show could get. And it's like, like so, oh, it's that so shit funny. just holds up. Right. Something I love about Golden Girls also is that these old women are so horny. All of them, <laughs> all four of them are horny. And it's not like the joke isn't, I mean, I guess the joke is that they're horny, but I think it's like baseline level, these ladies are horny. And then the jokes come on top of that, which is, is so impressive. And yeah. you watch it and you're like, I hope. I am like that when yeah. I'm older. On this edition of the podcast, we talk to Abby Jacobson and Alana Glazer about the joy of the Golden Girls. Plus, we discuss the end of Broad City and what's next for the duo. It's my favorite episode. The Golden Girls ran for 180 episodes between 1985 and 1992 and starred B. Arthur, Betty White, Rue McClanahan, and Estelle Getty as four women living together in a Miami house and their friendship. It was Sex in the City in a way before Sex in the City ever existed. And for Abby Jacobson and Alana Glazer, it was Comedy School as well, a show that offered big laughs, well-defined characters, and interesting relationships. As Jacobson and Glazer were ending their five-season run of Broad City on Comedy Central, we asked them to share their favorite episode of TV ever. It was a tough choice, but the duo settled on the Golden Girls Season 1 finale, titled The Way We Met, which was first broadcast on May 10, 1986. Through flashbacks, we learn how Miami roommates Dorothy, Rose, and Blanche first met and came to live together. It was the capper of a hit first season and a testament to the fact that the show and its characters had already been well established after a single year. Are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I know exactly what you're going through. I can read it in your face. You can? Oh, sure. Your husband or your boyfriend dumped you. Oh, honey, don't let it get you down. It's just the nature of the beast. They'd do it in the mud if they had to. <laughs> you just go sleep with his best friend. That'll even up the score. <laughs> Am I on candid camera? <laughs> you mean you didn't get dumped? Well, actually, I did by my landlord. He threw me out of my apartment, but I couldn't sleep with his best friend. <laughs> he's, he's over. 80 years old and thinks he's the Archduke Ferdinand. 
Why did he throw you out? Well, the new owners of the building don't allow cats, and I'm not about to part with Mr. Peepers. Oh, I guess you two have been through a lot together, huh? <laughs> yes. I found him last week. But I, I wouldn't feel right having a home if he didn't. Mm. We've become very attached to you. You know, I think that shows great strength of character. I like you, and I like cats. I also happen to have a room for rent, and the name is Blanche Devereaux. Why would you name a room Blanche Devereaux? <laughs> Jacobson and Glazer said it reminded them of how Broad City eventually did its own origin story episode. We chose for um, this podcast, we chose uh, a Golden Girls episode. It was hard, actually, to figure out. We couldn't really like land on my favorite episode that we both picked naturally, no, right? We, like, we don't. We haven't watched the same shows. Yeah. And also, like, TV feels different to watch now. I don't I don't watch comedy the way I did when I would pick my favorite comedy. You know what I mean? Like, if I were doing it individually, I, you know, I don't know. But the one we chose... Have to pick comedy. Right. But... <laughs> oh, too late now. It's <laughs> um, what it is. Uh, the episode we chose was the finale of season one of Golden Girls, the 25th episode, unbelievable number yeah. of episodes. Um, which was their origin story. And it was called When... The, the Way We the Met. Way, yeah. And it was called yeah. The Way We Met. Yeah. We've, we've written an origin story and we wanted to see maybe how they, how it compared, how it differed. And yeah. we were actually, for season one of our show, we were originally going to do the origin story, which ended up being the opener of season four as our finale. Of season one. Of season yeah. one, which is what they did. And we were rightfully so told that you know, you want to know the characters more before you know how they met and like, we should wait. And I think maybe because they have 25 seasons or 25 episodes that I was, I think it was okay that they did it. And it was also um, like for us, we were operating out of fear that we weren't going to get a next season. And I don't think this was like that reason. And they also didn't, they also didn't like change that much. We showed this like huge transformation in our origin story. And for them, it was like, Remember when we met a few years ago? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it sort of uh, allows you sometimes to reverse engineer, right? Yeah, once right. once you've been on the air for a while, right. you can sort of like you have a better idea of how these characters might have met. Mm-hmm. So to be real, it's not like this is our favorite episode ever, but it's like one of our favorite shows ever for sure. One of the best shows yeah. on television ever. Oh, and, and, um, and just a great episode. Hilarious. Still holds up too. It really holds Unbelievable. up. Unbelievable. I've been watching from the pilot. These days, uh, just going They're through all the, on Hulu. the yeah. series, it's it's the best. And I'm finding myself L-O-L-ing. <laughs> I mean, I am like truly slapping my knee, bent. It's it's unbelievable. There's zingers. Every joke yeah. is like, yeah. it's just so, it's so well written, so well constructed. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah. And I think like, uh, you know, multi-cam sitcoms got a bad rap. I don't know if like toward the end of the 90s where yeah, people were kind of sick of them or, or something, but... Now, maybe we've had enough time where, uh, you know, there have been so many single camera, like single camera became like the comedy norm that you can now go back and, and look at these multicams with a new appreciation and see like the like the the way they do it. And, you know, B. Arthur can just throw out this Woo! like killer line every once in a while. You know, like we've been talking today on our like press day a lot about um, this season and how the guidelines of what we wanted to accomplish as far as character growth how that guided us in writing this season. 
And there was something about watching that episode that made me feel like the multicam structure was a boundary that like held this energy in and then the energy just popped off the screen because it it's so palpable and funny and you feel like you're there in this multicam format. It's it was surprising. Yeah. It's been surprising as I've been watching a show. There there's there there are some moments. Well, first of all, let's go back to Golden Girls itself. Um both of you are too young to have watched it during its uh, original run. So I know it well this episode aired in 86. Yeah. When did this show go until? So it went from Four. 85 to like 90 92 92 I think. I think. And yeah. then the spin-off was Empty Nest or well, they, it was like the yeah. guy that was a doctor. They did Empty Nest was Ew. one spin-off and then they did that final season called Golden Palace that B Arthur was like I'm done guys. I and and yeah. but Don Cheadle was in that spin-off. Whoa. So and they they moved to a hotel. Ew. <laughs> it was like one of those. I don't want to see that. Yeah, you probably I don't. don't. See <laughs> Wait, so I think I did watch it as a kid because I was yeah. eleven. Yeah, and you watched it. I also watched it with like so, my parents yeah, and yeah. It was a huge show. Yeah, toward probably especially toward, toward the, end the end of its and run. And then it was on like Nick at Night, right, right? or like TV Land, or whatever. And there was such like there was such adult comedy, but it was one of those shows that even if you didn't understand the joke, you get the intonation. And every kid would probably love. Um, uh, Sophia? Yes, every yeah. kid would love Sophia, regardless, because yeah. that's like the she's the most animated. She's the most like. I mean, it's funny, and Rose is like a kid herself. Yes. B is yeah. like this. Like you do get the jokes. Yeah, it's such a fucking good. Show. <laughs> I do love. Also, I noticed last night or when I watched this. <laughs> we should not. Which is month? I noticed when we watched it every day. Yeah. Um, B Arthur in particular, I love that it is so. I mean, it's definitely written way punchier than I think what we're used to in terms of like jokes. Mm -hmm. It feels like they are like, they're just like funny women that happen to have found each other, like in the show, like the characters themselves. But she can, she can throw out such like a written line, but it feels so natural to the character. And then in the, in the next scene, a look does exactly the same. Mm. Just a look. The audience goes nuts. Yeah. She is so such a magical character because she's like, she's so masculine and she's kind of like this fluid character. You know, like she's like this kind of this like bitchy older woman, but also she's like a scary, your scary man teacher. She just, I don't know. She spans, she's like so big in the gay community and she yeah. supported the queer community and she left her, I think, her money to the center in New York wow. for, yeah, for like gay youth housing. She and it, you know, and I think she was like married to men or whatever. But there's something about her that's so ageless, genderless, raceless. She's just like there's a B. Arthur in every group, you, you know. Like there's that stern character that is also finding the absurdity. Yeah. The moment. You know, one of my, I think, my favorite moment of the episode is when. She's like, Blanche, we can't, I mean, uh, Blanche, we can't uh, get these sardines or whatever because <gasps> I know they're too expensive. And Blanche is like, basically, they make, they help men get hard. And she's like, oh, Blanche walks away. And the slyness yeah. with which she reaches down and grabs a quick three <laughs> yes. cans. I, I was like, I oh, my, it's a, it was like a dance. Yeah. It was like a modern dance. Because there's not doing. a ton of physical. Like, it was like, oh, my God. It was elegant. Yeah. And she's so long and 
thin and tall and like her hands just like dipping in there. It was so, did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I did. And yeah, there's a couple of moments like that. One of my favorite moments in this episode in particular is when, so, uh, uh, um, Rose is telling the, uh, the herring Herring? story and Rue McClanahan and B. Arthur are breaking. This is exactly what happened during the great herring war. The Great Herring War? Yes, between the Lindstroms and the Johanssons. Oh, that Great Herring War. (laughs) The two families controlled the most fertile herring waters off the coast of Norway, so naturally it seemed like it would be in their best interest to band together. (laughs) Boy, was that a mistake. You see, they couldn't agree on what to do with the herring. Oh, well, that's understandable. I mean, the possibilities are overwhelming. (laughs) Exactly. The Johansons wanted to pickle the herring, and the Lindstroms wanted to train them for the circus. <laughs> Weren't they kind of hard to see riding on the elephants? <laughs> oh, not that kind of circus. A herring circus. Sort of like SeaWorld. Uh, only smaller. <laughs> much, much smaller. <laughs> but bigger than a flea circus. Uh-huh. Uh, tell me, Rose... Um... Did they ever shoot a herring out of a cannon? (laughs) Only once. Like that's what I know because it was said this morning. I thought that they were breaking, but they were supposed to be laughing. Such that it solved, but the, yeah. like, it was such real laughter, right? But, yeah, yeah, because you could tell. Like at one point, yes. Rue like cl- like covers her yes. mouth, like she's like, "I know I'm not supposed to be laughing did right now." Did you rewind it too? Yeah, I, yeah. Did you? I no, went, I didn't rewind it, but I was like, "This is incredible." I went to look again because I didn't know think they were breaking. I was like, "They're incredible," because like laughing, and then you have to do it a bunch of hard. Yeah. It's really hard. If it's not it's gross. You're real. like, I'm not laughing right now. Like when it's real, it's actually so vulnerable. You feel like you're like having an orgasm on front of camera you can't control it like they were orgasmically yeah. laughing yeah and there's this thing there's this shot on rose um and you hear um b go huh and blanche is like you see her covering yeah. her face in the over the shoulder her hands yeah. on her face they, they like, quickly yes. like switch cameras because they know like she's breaking i but... also think like betty white i don't know how she says Didn't her lines laugh. and doesn't break constantly because oh. they're like her that character is just so sweet and innocent but like what and blanche it's, in that moment what i loved she was straddling both being dumb ignorant not knowing how funny she was being but she was also being she knew not not betty rose knew that this might solve their tension uh-huh. yeah like that was so cool rose it was interesting to see them meet and Rose doesn't know how funny she is yet. And, and Rose like throughout the series, I think gets a hold on how funny her, she realizes by the responses that her, I think she became more aware of it. And it was just a cool level. She was straddling yeah. reality. Also the way that Blanche and Rose met, I was like so surprised, but loved it that it was, you know, they met over the room and then, you know, Blanche had her open room in her house and met Rose and she was uh, said a couple of things that Blanche was like, oh no, I don't think this is going to work out. And then watched her give away the cat to that little boy. And it was like, 
not funny. It was I was a little bit like, what's going on? But I was, I like, was like, what is happening? A There's a little store. kid. Yeah. And <laughs> like a lip, you just give it to a little and kid. And then he's like, it's like mom. And yeah. It's like up. crazy. <laughs> but I, but then she's like, you know what? I want you to be my roommate. It was so sweet Based, and like, full I of love, heart. Yeah. yeah. Blanche's like discernment of one's character was and so also, where, serious yeah, Where were her. they? She was like sitting at a table in the supermarket. It was so, it was almost like the set from Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> they <laughs> were was. like borrowing it. I totally was thinking that same <laughs> it thing. Totally it totally was. And, and now they, that we all agree that that's the truth, <laughs> it is the truth. Yes. Like, oh, thank you. That is hilarious. Yeah. And I yeah, love. They put a board in front of the aisle. <laughs> Like a bulletin board. They're like, these yeah. idiots will never it, yeah. know. They leave and like 20 people come up and look at the board. 30 years yeah, yeah. later, we, we solve yeah, it. Yeah, that's the downside ah! of doing multicam yes, is like you it. have to like build out this set that clearly you're Ellen only going to use Sandler's once or twice. Book, I learned swing sets. That must be a oh, swing yeah, the set producer. for NBC. Yeah. 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 But the, I mean, I, it's also such a nostalgic show to watch oh because gosh. it reminds me of my... It reminds me specifically of my grandmother. Yes. Stell. Uh, yeah. It reminds me of both of mine. And my Even grandma. the color palette. They yes. like walk out. Like, she's like, let me show you the lanai. And I love her. She's like, you can sit out here with your shirt off. And she said, oh, you, the neighbors can't see. No, they can. And it's like, like oh. so. It's <laughs> That so shit funny. just holds up. Right. Something I love about Golden Girls also is that these old women are so horny. All of them. <laughs> all four of them are horny. And it's not like the joke isn't. I mean, I guess the joke is that they're horny, but I think it's like baseline level, these ladies are horny. And then the jokes come on top of that, which is, is so impressive. And yeah. you watch it and you're like, I hope I am like that. Yes. When yeah. I'm older. You know, I don't know if I want to live with like, you know, but you just hope personally you're, <laughs> maybe I would, yeah. but you, you hope that you're like that cool and that like still. I also loved how like they're not obsessed with their children you barely see their kids and when you I see them know. it's annoying they're like all it's right it's time hilarious. to get out of here like they're not they're they're always like not annoyed but like somewhat inconvenienced by their children's narrative you forget affecting theirs and then they're like a little bit like see ya and then they're relieved almost it, it's it's very cool well it what's what's interesting is just yeah how empowered these women are and you know this is a show that aired 25 years like no 35 years ago i'm bad with math because i'm a journalist but, and but also that's scary but that it aired that long ago yeah You're like what yeah, so so thirty odd years ago, and it still would be revolutionary today. Like yeah. when you know Grace and Frankie on the air right now, and people are making such a big deal about, hey, the show about these empowered women of a certain age. How advanced is that? Well, Golden Girls was doing that thirty years ago. It's crazy. I like recently. I don't know. Whatever. I've been learning about like the waves of feminism and how the eighties was um, a stronger time for women and women like getting in the workplace. And the nineties was like sort of this. I don't know, a step back where like it was like outside in where it was like, aren't we lucky girls how equal everything is? And it's like, but wait, don't take this for granted yet. We're not, you know, whatever the swing in 90s or whatever. And like the 80s, it's like they just fit right in there, like just putting their head heads down and doing the work that the people behind Golden Girls, the women on screen, like it just was, it's not like they took it for granted, but much like Broad City, it's not, it wasn't like this show about women. Can you believe women, 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 women? It wasn't even that. It was just no. a great comedy yeah. show that happened to star four white women in their like 50s yeah. and 60s. And they were all coming off powerful shows. Yes. I mean, let's not forget B. Arthur was Maud, which pushed the envelope and, and like 
set the agenda, you know, Norman Lear show that that really was so far ahead of its time. A woman, a Jewish woman, when she gets pregnant, I mean, all the the storylines were yeah. so deep. And then and yet she carried such comedy with that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's yeah powerful. So and I also to go from like a single where she's the star to like sharing right. it with an ensemble is partnership culture. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with the, yeah, all these superstars, they all could have carried their own show, yeah. but as a combo. So, <sighs> so yeah. So your, your takeaway, I mean, how, how influenced were you by these kind of shows? Maybe it was even like sort of internal. You haven't really thought about it much, but do you think you were influenced much by? hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I watched so much TV as a kid and it's my like complete education i like sometimes talk to my husband about like well my parents were like working at night so i like watch all the tv he's like thank god it was my you know we didn't study tv and film like that was my education yeah but my um my brother elliot is a golden girls fanatic he has a huge b arthur tattoo does he he really it's also gorgeous it like literally honors her um but you know it's almost like always been in my world because of my brother elliot and then and I've always watched it, but lately, like taking the step to rewatch it my myself has yeah. been this new appreciation for me. Same. I watched it as a kid and then it was like always my go-to. You know when you're like up late or in a hotel and there's like right. tea, like certain sh- channels that show like Golden Girls or Seinfeld or Friends? Yeah. Right. Like what is what is that? They're okay. the most syndicated shows. I and I'm always so happy when Golden Girls was on because <laughs> yeah. who, like, oh, there wasn't God. these streaming platforms where you right. could just watch a whole season or right. whatever. Right. And then recently, when they put them all up on Hulu, I've been watching yes. the first season, and it is. It, I I don't think I even realized how much it was an influence. Like I think it was just there. Right. right. It was this thing, but TV in general. I mean, yeah i I watched so much TV it's, as a kid. It's shocking with the Golden Girls how timeless. Every joke is. There's this one joke in the ep- in this episode we watched about like Bette Midler and the Grammys, and I was like, "What?" But that stood out so much because all the other ones were not based on, con- on like it was. It's all based on like humanity and yeah. character dynamics rather than um, cultural references, which we have to police ourselves into not relying on too much. Um, and I think a lot of um, writers our yeah. age do too, but. So, so funny. And it's so funny you mentioned that Bette Midler joke because I noticed that too. And I was like, even that feels timeless. Like you could make a Bette yeah, Midler I at the know. Grammys joke today. Yeah. And it still I thought fits. that too. I was like, if you're going to do a cultural reference, reference, Bette Midler at this point is like as big yeah. to me as Mickey Mouse. I'm like, yes, of course you can say yep. it, you know. And they also were like, no thanks, Mary Poppins to um, Rose. Blanche says that to Rose. And I was like. That, and also, it just came we're out just again. talking I about know, yeah, yeah. I I totally noticed that too. Um, unfortunately, most of them have passed now, except Betty White. Have you had wow. a chance to meet Mm-mm. Betty White or anyone? So, yeah. yeah, I mean Betty White. When you think about like how like into her nineties, how like whip smart she still is. It's and scary. It's, yeah, how old is she? She's she's in her nineties. I'm not sure exactly what her, her age. But. The only together. person we met in that world, we met Norman Lear. Which was incredible. Yeah, another Not person who was just like in that. Yeah, age. of that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I actually, was, I mean, it was unbelievable. And he was also smart, but then also like aware of his own limitations. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, "I'm old. I, I don't know." You know, it was like he was so funny and smart. But I actually did meet um, Rue McClanahan at comics once, and she put her hand on my face and said I was pretty. Wow. 
Isn't that's that incredible? We At were comics on Twitter. There was this Street? disgusting comedy club comics with an X. <laughs> and then the basement was Ochi's Lounge. It was pretty gross and like uh-huh. made no sense financially. Mm. And um, but it was fun for a while. And um, Rue did a show there and my brother and I were there and we were, I think my parents happened to be there and we were like freaking out and we just told her how much we loved her and she put her hand on my face. She was, she is so, sorry to like be shallow, but she is so freaking pretty. That like mousy little face. It's like. in her voice. Oh, yeah. so sexy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, I was with the episode. I was like, she's the sexiest thing. Yeah. It makes you be like, woo, it's going to be fun. Like deep into my like seven, you know what I mean? Like. I don't know. She's yeah. really powerful people, uh, those four. It's like hashtag goals yes. is, is to be Rue McClanahan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Spirit goals. Yeah. Well, maybe in touching your face, she kind of like trans- transported something. I like hope. she passed on something. Do you know what the only <laughs> thing that I was like, how old are they supposed to be on the show? I think like they're 50s. Which is crazy. I'm like, like they're not in their 50s, right? So. Like, were they? I think in I think re- they in, were because if she's 90s now, just, things look so different now. Yeah. Olds, well, people weren't right? allowed to be. I mean, it's it's taken so long for people to be able to be like youthful and alive this way. But 50s, it's like, well, now you wear this kind of thing. And and the funny thing always was that Estelle Getty was actually the youngest yes. of all of them. And how did they do that? So. Like yeah. a little wig. And yeah, that, she's so tiny and just yeah. punches her back. She's yeah. so funny. Yeah, but you're right. That was the one thing about they were like I think in their late fifties, but to call them the Golden Girls was like they're but not. But it's like the eighties when right. they feel like they're in their seventies. Yeah, sixties, late sixties. They seem older than my parents. Yeah, though. they seem seventy. Yeah, but like they seem in their seventies. Yeah. Back then, it was like you're done as a woman at thirty or whatever. So in your fifties is your Golden Girls, you know, but the. The boundaries that thing, thing so. doesn't quite, or but I just think of them as older than. And we were little when yeah, they yeah. first came out, so we like, whoa, they're old. But yeah, well, that's oh that's a God. thing too. I think, but you know, someone like mentioned, you know, J Lo, for example, in her fifties now, not maybe like five years younger she than is? like, like, and she's not much younger than say Estelle Getty was on that show at Which the time. So how about that? That's <laughs> good fucking crazy. Comparison. That's yeah, insane. that is. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. That's our culture is just like also, yeah, everyone feels younger. It's a little bit painful with J-Lo. It's like, that's a, that's a lot of upkeep, even even if she was in her 30s, to be that hot. But then it's also like freedom that she's allowed to be that yeah. that, that mm-hmm. sexy at that age. Yeah, yeah. I'm also like, I'm tired already. <laughs> you know? So did you, uh, in, in prepping for the final season, go back and watch uh, the, you know, this, you probably get this question a lot, watch other finales. Did Comedy Central oh. is promoting the show as what's going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah, we, like, I was like, nodding because I thought you meant, because I, I like to rewatch the show, yeah. as much, like Broad City, as much as I can. Uh-huh. I didn't really watch We finales. rewatched, uh, yeah, just so we were like more in tune with like the jokes we'd already made. Um, to like wrap them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't rewatch, but I thought about them. Yeah. Like we, like the Seinfeld finale was so controversial when it came out and oh my God. we just, we knew we didn't want it to just feel like any you're, other you're having to like tick off like, every yeah. box. Right. Yeah. And, um, I mean, my favorite show and finale would be six feet under mm. that finale is like, 
and, and people maybe didn't like that either. But I, did you like that? I did. Well, I, I, I was a sucker for the Sia song, right? Where they went through uh, like I it's, do a whole yeah. It's uh, it's I can't listen to that song. Sometimes there's ways the shows do it right, where they actually do give you a little glimpse of of the future. Mm-hmm. I think um, Parks and Rec did that very well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had a chance to see yeah. that, but they did that great. Wonder Years. Did yeah, it fantastic as well, end, where yes. they they tell you the end, where it's like you know Kevin says, and my my dad died dad two died, years later, right, and they right, give right. you the, and then oh, him yeah. and Winnie ultimately be, like remain friends, but right. you know he got married to someone else, and like when they sometimes give That's you that right. quick, and you feel like good, You're yeah, like, they're good, yeah, yeah. So good call. In a way, I think we we thought about other finales we'd seen and loved, and I guess why. And try to make it like when you watch it, you'll you feel good about where the characters are. Um, so they showed us three episodes. I don't think they were like the first three. I think so they were kind one, of a mix. Yeah. Okay. So uh, obviously, there's you know we we see big movement in the lives of of Abby and Alana, and uh, you know that that seemed obviously you wanted to kind of put them on a path and really sort of end with you know real movement and growth. They're they're both on these new journeys. I mean. I, I know you don't want to spoil it, but but you know, talk a little bit about what the the, the plan was in the final season and giving them these new sort of paths to to take. You know, and thinking about did we watch other shows? We've always known kind of the last scene and where we've known the last scene for a long time. We've known how it would end, <clears throat> how it would have to end, but. We did not know the growth that we were going to have to push our characters forward into until I think the first week of writing, where we always do this like blue sky for like two weeks uh, in the uh, one week in the beginning of writing. And it's like big blue sky, endless possibilities. Like, you know, that thing Tolu was saying where it's like, what would you do if you can't fail? If you knew, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Type of just like, what do we want to do? We have this, yeah. And it yeah. was like, oh my gosh, we have been chilling. The, uh, just these characters have been like fucking around and we know this. Like shenanigans, like doing their, you know, every episode doesn't really have like a stakes. But then I think in that blue sky, we're like, oh my God. There's if a we want to get pipe, to that point. A lot of pipe to lay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, there's just, I think it was um, something we always knew we wanted, but also it was a challenge that was something I think we were excited about uh, challenging ourselves to write in this more uh, in this deeper, more emotional way. Mm -hmm. And um, also remain funny, like that push and pull of those two things. And not just like, huh, but like still, yeah. Well, hard comedy. And the more we leaned into that, the more, the funnier actually it got. And so, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of growth and changes within the characters, but I, yeah, we felt, we felt we owed that to yeah. the show and to the audience. Yeah. There's something about seeing these characters like, uh, you know, achieve things and, and really move that, that, you know, having been with them for so long now, you're excited for them. Like when, when Abby does that, the storefront uh, at anthropology, mm-hmm. like that, that looks really good. It like, looks really good, really, right? Like she kicked yeah. ass. So and we've never glad. had that opportunity. Yeah. Because it's also, we wanted that in, <clears throat> in particular to be like realistic too. And like, it's just so sweet. It's yeah. such a sweet level. That window, it's like this tiny window, you know, it's like, 
but it does. I'm so glad you think so. It yeah. Looks, it looks good. I also like the effect in the first episode back when you're celebrating uh, Abby's birthday and you're doing like the, the walk uh, all the way down Manhattan. And both I like that idea. Um, uh, also the the effects, like using like the whole Instagram like mm-hmm. s- stories thing, which it was very, you know, on brand, but also very contemporary. It was kind of fun to see. Um, but that that whole relationship uh seems to be you know going to evolve or change or be put to the tests uh without again giving away too much i mean where are we gonna how's it gonna end as the comedy central marketing says we wanted to show little little give you little nibbles of that throughout and that's just you know i think that's just how life is is like things relationships morph into something different. And I think that's where I don't want to say what's going on. I don't think it's necessarily a negative thing, but it's a, it's different. And that is those kinds of changes are hard, but, but necessary to to grow. And I'm being so vague. (laughs) I don't know how to answer this without telling you the thing. Well, and I don't want to, I would tell you, but I don't want to keep forgetting this in Mike. I think it's going to be, it's going to end in a way that is like satisfyingly real and breathes realness into the show that's like that elevates it from Mm -hmm. its sort of animated cartoony vibe i mean the whole season but especially how it ends from this animated vibe into like more deeply human and i hope that it is um feels like complete and feels like this loop is closed that we feel like we're we're um launching the characters as though they're real people, as though they're our children out into the world. We did, we did what we had to do to like raise them. And um, I think we hope our audience feels the same way as viewers. We've all like learned together. Um, do, do, do you feel like you, you leave it at a place where you would want to revisit these characters in a few years? Or I mean, it's the classic question of one day, never kinda, say never. I, I don't think that we, are planning we're, we're not planning on that um i don't think i can even like get in the mindset to even think about that there's so many like reboots now um i'm not like shutting it down but i'm just sort of like i need to process like it ending at all yeah. and <clears throat> i'm ex- so i'm so excited for what both of us will do individually and to the other projects we're doing together like i'm just excited to expand um, and then we'll see. I'm not like, no, yeah. like, I, the, the saddest part for me and the thing I'm going to miss the most is never, never getting to act as that character with Alana, you know, like, or just getting to act with Alana. Um, and so that's the thing I'm going to miss. So I don't know at a, at a certain point if I will get like, I got to do this again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that but would we're be like, why we are like struggling to process it now you know it's been 10 years for us this project um this alternate reality we've been creating so it's hard to it's hard to say that now yeah but it sounds fun yeah (laughs) um you guys have a lot in the pipeline so anything in particular that uh, you've got a couple animated projects um uh one with your brother like you mentioned uh any any news any movement uh what what should we be keeping an eye out for we got a couple things together and a bunch of stuff um, 
solo. We got some shows at Comedy Central that we're producing. One um, live action show that is kind of like a little bit like Friends in DC ish. Uh, that was cre- created by uh, David Litt, who's uh, was a speechwriter for Obama and the youngest speechwriter in history, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And the other show with Comedy Central um, is an animated show that we. Um, Brought in Mike Perry, who does all our uh, show opens and did Mushrooms. He does all the animations and the Mushrooms episode. Mm -hmm. He oh the Mushrooms episode, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He does a lot. He also does shrooms, yeah. Yeah, but but he, (laughs) yeah, but he will. It'll be that in his style, which we are so excited about. So that's in the works. But and then we both have other stuff going on in other places. But it all takes a very long time. And so it's all and doesn't all pan we've been out talking about all these the way things for like quite a while yeah. and they're all like kind of like inching. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. Excited. Well, congrats on everything thanks. and thanks so much for you know great run with Broad City. Sure. Now I think what you need to do at some point in honor of Golden Girls, one night at four AM, meet up, have a chocolate cheesecake yes. of some sort. And just talk it all out and, you know, just like have a recorder going at the same time. I think that is a, that great, is a great idea. idea. Yeah. How about that last line? The, uh, I think we have a can left. I'll go get it from my bedroom. <laughs> of, the, of the the whipped cream. cream. Yeah, and so he's like, don't, don't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Perfection. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. What a pleasure. Great talking to you. Thank you. Thanks. And that's it for this edition of My Favorite Episode. Join us again next time as we once again explore another guest pick. And be sure to subscribe to My Favorite Episode on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com for your daily fix of TV news, analysis, and reviews. I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you again next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.